in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right or your left, Andrew Witt. What up? I never mess up left or right. I always say right or left. You do nail it. I mean, I think I flip up the me and you, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Uh, we were talking about health stuff before we jumped on this here. And um, you were saying that you fell off your stretching because I asked you a quarter turn on your lower spine here. And I'm worried about your back going out. Yeah, well, we got to make little small sacrifices here and there for the camera, you know, and we're making a push for the IG, which is big time for you. But um, yeah, because we're like working out a little bit more. I don't know. Sometimes we end up hanging out like later during the week. And that's usually like my time to just do some stretching. And so I kind of have fallen off that a little bit. And the back's feeling a little tight in the same spot, lower left, like it always does. Damn, bro. But it's it's no nowhere near as bad. Like remember before, dude, it was pretty crippling for me. Yeah, like it was I, I times where I mean, I was I'm still extremely out of shape, and my back hardly hurts compared to your yeah. back. Like I'm worried about like picking up a five pound box like at at times when my back is bad. Like I can't like go and get a pan out of the cupboard like because I have to like reach forward a little bit. Like it's bad, bro. That's scary, bro. It's bad. So yeah. like I need to like stay on that and it's so easy to fall off of it when you're like, oh, it's not hurting anymore. I'm good. Right. It's like I got to remember what got me here, you know? <laughs> All the hard work and the sacrifice. Hey, I will. It, 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 it's something I actually enjoy too. It is nice. Like or else it just makes me feel overall better as well. Um, yeah. When you're just like stretching and doing some like mobility. It doesn't take that long. It takes 20 minutes. You know, it takes 15 minutes. Like, what am, I'm just going to sit on the couch for three hours at night. Right. Like, let's let me let me do 15 minutes of a rollout and a, a quick lower body stretch. Like, what's well, also so uncomfortable for me now to like sh- stretch. Like today, I was doing yoga and it was a very basic 10 minute work workout, mm-hmm. and I had to like elongate my spine, sit in a squatted position for a long time. Yeah. And, and it hurts. I'm like, why is my lower back on fire? Right. And I'm like, this is not good. Right. And so you like, I don't oh, like, are you like out. sitting like um, crisscross, crisscross and yeah. like extending your back? Right. Like, Just holding the position dude, as long burns. as you can. Burns really bad. And then you're doing deep breath work into it and you like find your center. Right. And you're supposed to move your head down to center and then just like flowing into a couple stretches and that was it. And my body already feels better. Mm-hmm. which is so silly and ridiculous because it takes like 10 minutes to start feeling yeah. better. But when you're doing it, like when you don't do it for a while, you're like, oh, it feels like so much work. But the payoff is so much better. It really is. You know, it's um, this. It's kind of funny because I saw a show that's being advertised on Netflix because it was in like the top 10 or whatever, um, like most watched shows. And it's about this study that actually shows that you know, like there's like five blue areas in the world where people tend to live to a hundred years old more right. often than not. And, you know, I don't even, I don't need to watch the show because we all know that it's diet and exercise. 
yeah, what and mobility. Would, it seems like, I don't know. I'm very, like, you know, all the food trends, I don't really understand. Um, I always claim to understand health, like, really well. Like, you know, I get it. I've been lectured about it from other people and um, from my family and, like, you know, and hearing about it all the time, um, thinking I know, like, exactly what's going sure. on. But ideally, you know, what is the best form of health? And I think it's genuinely, like, moving your body four days a week. Yeah. And just eating whole foods. Mm-hmm. And like, it's that, like really not that difficult. It's like very straightforward. It would seem like we would be able to do it no problem, but there's so much ease and maybe there's crazy stuff that's happened in your life and you can't get around to it mm-hmm. or you are just working a desk job. So then once you are done with your eight hour day, like where am I going to find 30 or 40 minutes to like go and just be active and just go do something? And it's hard and you just don't, and I don't know, you know, doing it's hard and then also just like all of the crazy noise around it like you know that it goes so far left where it's like keto like and then right vegetarian and vegan and like and everyone's like swears by their like method right and i think it freaks some people out maybe me you know i don't really know like maybe like hearing all like i don't want to do the wrong thing i guess and like waste all my time even though doing something is better than nothing sure and i think just like the simple aspect of it if for somebody is looking just to try to lose weight it's just very simply eat better and if you don't know what better is just stick to the outside of the grocery aisle don't mm-hmm. ever go in the middle yeah that's, that's a good trick right there yeah just whatever's on the outside you're good produce and protein right and maybe you find some yogurts there like that's fine for the most part like greek yogurt or whatever mm-hmm. and just move your body 15 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes, and you're going to start losing weight. I think a lot of the uh, the food trends and diets, I think really comes down to like people need to like to decide for themselves what the diet is and they go all in on that diet. And so they can see what they can and cannot eat. I think that's maybe what it is as well, totally. especially for like keto or um, what's the other one that's, that's crazy. Um, Carnivore, yes, the carnivore diet, like but it's you know, not even chicken. It's like red meat. I know it's very strange. Pork, very, I think. Yeah, it's very strange, and then it's like grains. Yeah, right. No, no grains. Some people just do meat. Yeah, Broth it's crazy. It's it's just crazy. You and know, people swear by it. They're like, oh, I had you know, psoriasis I, went away. I had dude, this went I, away. I really, unless you like vegetarian, vegan, those those make sense. If you like, if you have a something with an animal and you don't, you know, want to respect all that. Cool, I get that, but I think keto, carnivore, I think those are two like it just kind of blows my mind. And Where like people, people, yeah, and that's I think that's like, and then you get you start trying to lose weight or trying to understand it. You hear from these people, and you're like, dude, I can barely like not eat Starburst at night. How am mm-hmm. I going to cut out everything else besides like red meats, fats, and broth? Mm-hmm. Like that just seems impossible. Sure, and just to start, like maybe you'll get there. But just start eating like around the outside. And then if you track your weight daily, um, like another health tip I learned, just weighing yourself every day, not to like see if you lost weight because you'll see how much it fluctuates. You'll see that some days you'll wake up like 10 pounds lighter on something. Mm -hmm. And later that afternoon, it's like you were actually dehydrated and didn't eat. And like you just used the restroom. Right. And you'll put those 10 pounds back on by the end of the day or whatever. 
Maybe right. it's not that extreme, but yeah. it's you can check your weight daily and you can see the ebbs and flows of it. Sure. And some days you're like, I'm heavier, I'm heavier, I'm heavier. Why am I gaining weight when I'm still doing the same routine? Look at the foods. Like, oh, I added yogurt to my diet. Mm-hmm. I gained weight and I don't feel as well. It's like, okay, well, that maybe... Maybe you don't do, do, do well with dairy. Right. And you figure it out because like yogurt, you don't really drink milk, but you have, you know, dairy and whatever else. And you cut it out and you're like, oh. Yeah. I lost. A lot of it is trial and error. A lot yeah. of it is trial and error. I'm being a little conscious of what you're doing, but... Um, what we talked about as well, it's, you were mentioning, um, O'Malley's like just his coach. Yeah. Right. Like the fighter. Um, and I think he just, you know, he really puts it very straightforward, very simple, and it makes a lot of sense. And he has the next level of it too. Mm -hmm. So he does the next level of it. Gotcha. So he's doing like, I do red lights while I do yoga. It's a cold plunge. I'm drinking pink Himalayan salt and water. Right. I make my own espresso because it's the best form of caffeine you can get. And yada, 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 yada. Mm. And, but he at least breaks it down. He's like, I don't expect people who want to start a routine to do everything I'm doing. Just take one part of it. Like if you can love coffee and you feel like you want to make better coffee for yourself, instead of getting store-bought coffee, I guarantee you'll lose weight. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if you make coffee at home and like... Yeah, because you're probably going to need less sugar, less right. cr- less milk or cream to make it taste better. Because if you buy like good roasted coffee beans and you grind it every day yeah, and go that like extra two or three minutes, I bet you it's going to like help you out. Totally, because I don't know... I'm a huge pumpkin cream cold brew fan. Mm, I know. I, I, get I know you white go. girl wasted on that. <laughs> I, I love me a pumpkin cream. Dude, I it's so funny. We I've had two of those this weekend. Katie just like Katie and I get to share the venti. And just it's knock those things awful out. Awful for you. Oh yeah. It's it's really bad. So on Weight There's Watchers, so it's like much sugar. Thirteen points. Yeah, and that's that's like your and just for like a drink, that's, that's like a, some that's people crazy half their points. Yeah, that's crazy. Maybe you have like 10 left, you know what I mean? And I just have, you have to learn, like if you make coffee at home, you're, you could put so much, like an insane amount of sugar in your coffee for it to feel like a Starbucks coffee. I think maybe that would deter people. Yeah. You're like, how much sugar? Oh, it's like three in this coffee. I, I, we need to check how much, um, like a tablespoon is and how many grams of that of sugar it is. But I think a tablespoon is roughly eight to 12 grams of sugar. Right. And you're like, put you imagine putting like four of those things in there. Yeah. Like you're four, just like ta- four like heaping tablespoons of sugar. For your like 12 ounce coffee. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, okay, maybe there is something ridiculous about this. And, you know, I just think it's cool. And I'm not nowhere fixed from like my own issues with it. I'm not an expert by any means, but just... It's a little more eye-opening, huh? The simplicity of it with people. So I am that person at Starbucks now, where I'm like, "Can I get a a cold brew, please, with like sugar-free vanilla? Yeah, um, one pump of pumpkin cream, and like a Splenda package." (laughs) Well, I mean, it totally makes sense why people do that, though, because when you look at the drink and it's like 580 calories, you're like, "Okay, whoa, 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 something's happening here. Right? Why is that? Maybe let's ask for either fat-free milk." Or let's like dial back to sugar. Right. Like a splash of cream. Yeah. Sugar-free vanilla. I don't need the full syrup. Like a pump of pumpkin cream. Yeah. Like they we do that too. Ham. And we that's do that what too. we do now. And, and it tastes, I mean, 
it's not the exact same, but it's close enough. Right. (laughs) It still tastes delicious. It's still pumpkin cream. Right. And it's still pretty decent cold brew. And you still have a little bit of that sugar-free vanilla syrup in there. And that's getting you 80% of the way. Just start doing like any part of this is just a step forward. Mm -hmm. I think that was huge for me to start this like weight loss change where I'm going through. Yeah. Is... um. Just small fixes. Yeah. It's not even like, I don't know. It's not even losing weight. You're just a new person. Yeah. You start losing weight and like things that you didn't care about start mattering again. And you start clicking into things more. It's like a momentum starter. And so don't think of it like you're changing your diet and your life's going to suck. Like your life's only going to get better. Yeah. You're going to feel better. Yeah. You're going to be able to actually... um you know, and be able to enjoy it like a like a cheat meal or like, you know, enjoy those foods seldomly instead of like something you just always fall back onto where it's pizza four times a week. And it's like, you know, pizza's not can't be doing that every single you yeah. know, every single week in it, you know, and just knocking that out a whole bunch. Or going to fast food. It's some um, some is just really just let's try to limit fast food to like twice a week. Yeah. That's a good place to start too. He um, also mentioned his Tim Welch. He's been really awesome listening on YouTube. I've been obsessed with him. Um, just like the whole background, like you were talking about, like the health journey that he implements with Sean as a fighter. Sean's doing this every day. So yeah. that's like alone a full-time job, like fully working on your body all day. If you yeah. really wanted to do it, it would be like a full morning routine, like a two-hour two morning routine, including like a 15, 20-minute workout. That's crazy, right? Like, if you really thought about, does like he? What, all, can you just walk me through what he kind of does? Because it's interesting. Because I don't remember. Okay, all of it, but I will give you what I, I do remember. So okay. he wakes up in the morning. He goes to bed at ten every night. Okay. Doesn't matter. Wakes up at seven every day. Doesn't okay. matter. Like, unless he's like, unless I'm celebrating, of course life happens. But if it's a normal sure. night, got to go to catch 10. a flight in the morning. Whatever. Right. Life's changes, but he's like, my routine is 10. If I'm going to start my routine, yeah, it's 10 to 7. It's like, that's okay. There you go. Wakes up. He does like, he, he starts grinding his coffee. He reads his, he goes outside, drinks a, wakes up, drinks a huge glass of water, like alkaline water mm-hmm. with um, pink Himalayan salt. He's like, that's the only reason why I use it. Because if you cook with it, it's not very good. But if you um, drink it in something, it's the electrolytes. Right. When okay. he has like all of his supplements he does and all of his vitamins, and he starts his protein drink, goes, hits his first workout. 20 minutes. He always works on legs. Is he a believer in um, getting light right away into your yeah, eyes? Yeah, so he's doing red light in the morning with stretching. Yeah. Um, his whole like, house is covered in red lights. It's not even like... His whole house? It's like lit LED red lights. Like red that's, lights are shining on him. That's crazy. Okay. Or at least maybe it's just his living room. Yeah. And, you know, the typical, you know, cold plunge at some point, wake, go back in, rolling, full exercise. Mm-hmm. He, he found it interesting, though. He's like, I always, every day I work legs, 15, 20 minutes every single day, and I do eight sets of three, which is, or sorry, eight reps of three. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, some famous, like, BJJ wrestler taught him that. He's like, and your legs will never, like, be sore. You'll never have, like, pains in your knees. He, you know, and your legs will get bigger. And mm-hmm. he's like, and they just, I'm never fatigued with my legs. I'm always working my legs. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, interesting, you know. And he's like, at least they're loose, ice bath, more red light, protein drink, super healthy lunch, you know, dinner already made. 
Like that's like two hour morning routine. Bang. Morning journal outside, cup of coffee, phone's not even in his hand. After he's done reading, he hits his phone. Yeah, see, this is this is another level of this kind of stuff, but I'm glad that he like breaks it down a little bit and says like, look, like I get it. You're not going to go all the way with some of this, but here's like a couple things that you can do. And I thought it was really cool when you were telling me how applicable, um, you know, like if you, if you do want pizza or if you do want a burger, right. You were telling me that he's just like, go either make it yourself. Cause and like, make, it, I, make like, it as shitty as you want to. Right. He's like, if you're going to like, like you were going to say, like make it as awful as you want to. And, um, or, Go get or go to a restaurant that does it really well with good ingredients, right? And pay the extra ten dollars and do it that way. And it makes sense, right? It's like, okay, well, if you're craving something, you should just either make it at home because one, you can have more of it usually, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And two, it's like you can you can totally can control what you put in it, and you can almost make it like way healthier by just you making it at home. Sure, you don't use as much butter because you're like, how much butter is this? A full stick of butter? Like, damn. Right. It's a lot, but I don't need that much butter yeah. in this um, and all that stuff. So I don't know. Breaking down the health stuff has just been fun to talk to with you about because I know how into it you are. And I don't know if our viewers care that much, you know, at some point. I think it's listeners. fun. I think it's, well, they don't, maybe, maybe things don't care. Who It doesn't really matter. I feel like it's, it's, I feel like it's good information for us to, to have or to put out there. And it's something that we're learning through this as well. And right. so if people get a couple nuggets out of this. I think that's a good benefit, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt and Jordan do a great job of this. Yeah. Um, they're insane with it. They have, they're more close to O'Malley's coach than they are far. For sure. And I think you have to, a level of discipline, it feels like a full another job. And I don't have the desire to go that crazy with it. If I don't, if I have unlimited money, if mm -hmm. I have money, like that seems like something I would enjoy doing every day mm -hmm. because it's like a job. It's like every day you're just going to feel better and better. But like waking up two and a half hours early before work to like work out, cold plunge, which would be me a cold shower, like just wouldn't work. Right. It's not, um, it's, it's only for them because they have to take care of the bodies to go and perform at a very high level because the other dude is trying to kill you in the rink, you know, right. in the cage. Um, and so they, but that's what they're doing all the time. They're just trying to better themselves, you know, gain more performance. But if we're taking just little bits and, um, applying that here and there, and also it's like you said too, it's, we are like learning through this. And so maybe it's learning how to just like cook simpler meals or healthier meals and have those like in the back pocket. Like you can have, you know, you could add four to six recipes that take 30 to 45 minutes that you can make a lot of very right. easily. And then you can kind of just go back to those and just have those in the rotation. It's yeah. I think it's just easier if you just, like you said, doing five recipes and adding that into your diet and taking out five, like mac and cheese nights, pizza nights, just doing that. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool to just start it and see where you can go with it. Like I might take his water routine. Mm -hmm. that would, oh, that's something I could actually do in the morning. Waking up ten minutes early to drink like really nice water in the morning probably helped me a lot because mm -hmm. I don't drink a lot of water. You know, like but I don't need to journal in the morning because I don't like want to sit outside. Right. It's sit and like you're not gonna really cold plunge unless maybe you want to do a cold shower, but like. 
you're not doing the whole journaling. You're not doing the whole prepping dinner and going and doing a workout. Like we're going to hit that later. Yeah. After work. We got stuff to do. Right. But, um, exactly. One man who might have the time now is uh, my father-in-law just got retired. Yeah. Um, congrats to him, dude. What a, what a cool thing to get that, to get to that point in your life. Yeah. What an accomplishment. Um, I mean, he put three kids through school. God, I'm ready to retire. I uh, know. <laughs> I'm ready just, uh, you know, it was funny. Like, would you want to retire if it was you did something you loved doing, no, though? No, like, no. If I told you this podcast in 10 years is going to be still going and we're going to be making money from it, like, I wouldn't want to retire from doing something like this no. until I was done and, like, I was irrelevant or it didn't matter to me anymore. Totally. Where I would he, I would definitely still want to do it, go make golf videos. I would have more free time right. to go and do that other stuff. And so... I would definitely want to go and do that. Rather, I wouldn't really consider that working as much. It'd be more like a like a fun thing, projects we're working on, you know? Right. And it's for him, on the other hand, he had this ceremonial Monday morning cup, right? Every day he drank okay. coffee out of this one mug every Monday. And he hated Mondays because his boss always put like three meetings on Monday, three or four long meetings on Monday. <laughs> Which is a tough way to come back right. and, and start like, the week. You know, I that means you, your Sunday night's kind of ruined because you got to be somewhat ready to go. And he's a man who takes his job very seriously, which is not me currently. Um, so, you know, going to bed early Sunday, right. getting going. And um, he smashed it, which was like the big thing. It's like, I don't need a Monday morning cup anymore. Then he that's hit the, then he hit the cool. gritty. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, Wait, what is he it. doing? What is he doing this? I mean, I mean, he, I don't know how he picked it up or whatever, but he... Like, did, like, a gritty form dance. I don't know if he meant to do it or whatever, but, I mean, he kind of hit it. Yeah. <laughs> for, you know, a 60-whatever-year-old white man who probably has no idea what he was trying to do there. That's great. It looked okay. All right. You know, I've seen... Rob's got to like that, though. He's kind of uh, swagged out. Oh, for sure. Rob is ready to go at all times. I mean, he used to play golf with Butch Harmon. Yeah, I know. So, man, man, knows, man knows a way around a little swag, so... It was fun to see him retire and talk to him about it and how excited he is for like his next step. But also like very worried. Like it's not like a relaxing thing. It's not like, oh huh. yeah, like, here we go. Let's unplug from everything. You're like. That's true. Like if a like, disaster happens, do we have enough money? Like there's no more income coming in besides our social security stuff and blah, right. blah, blah. And uh, I mean, he can always go back and advise, but. What's the point of retiring then? You know, so there's sure. always a little worry with it. And I just hope you get to a place now. I don't know if our generation, who knows when that's going to start happening. Oh, God. Not worry about that at all. Yeah, you it's know? tough. Yeah. Um, I like recently did like a John Hancock 401k plan because I just got offered that from my company. Right. Yeah. And I'm over there. Retirement plan for 2060. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, that's way out there. <laughs> it's like way good out there. Luck too. And then it wasn't even the amount of money that I was choosing to retire with was not even was it was not enough money, not enough money. It, yeah. it was like like I, I don't know exactly what I picked, but I'm pretty sure it was like around the million, you know, million dollars. Like yeah. is like is that enough? Like I don't know. Like is it probably like, not? Yeah, probably not. By by then. Like 65 years, a million dollars, your house has to be paid off. Has to be. Or you're selling your house, moving into a house you fully pay off. So right. No mortgage payment. Right. 
Gotta keep your utilities how, And going. also, how long are you living? Are you living till you're like 72? Or are you living to like 89? Yeah, where <laughs> do you judge? That's crazy. You go in, you're like... Right now, the way I'm feeling, I think I'm I'm hoping I make it to 72. <laughs> don't like, say that, bro. Dude, I got to, like, keep going. Like, I don't know. Just it's like it. you said, it's a lifestyle thing. So it's a, it's a change for oh, yeah. your life you know, yeah. that you're doing. But um, I don't know, man. It, there, I can see all of the concerns and, like, uncertainties with the retirement because, yeah, there's no more income. What if the house burns down because there's a wildfire that breaks out. Right. And there's no like, and you don't, because I know some insurances are not really covering like land fires anymore. Totally. And like, that's kind of a crazy uncertainty as well. I don't know. And you know, it just, it's funny to hear about that stuff, but also I'm just being really excited because he's going to play more golf um, instantly pretty much um, gets to go on more vacations, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. We actually, I was talking to my brother-in-law um, cause he just got sucked into a company too that I don't love. And he, <laughs> you know, and, uh, he, we were just talking and I, I was like, you know, just go do anything else. Like you make just as much money, like working in a coffee shop and maybe like part-time in a restaurant on tips than you do some of these corporate jobs. Mm-hmm. And the illusion of safety is like awful. Because they don't care. They'll fire you instantly. Like, yeah. And most companies will. Like, they just don't care to keep or hold on to people. And you're just the first expense always now to cut. Where it felt like jobs and businesses would, back in the day, would be like, that would be their last resort. Yeah, you're like looking at cutting elsewhere, not people. Right, you're like, whatever, whatever we need to do to keep our people. And now it's like, our numbers are low. Eh, let's lay off a couple people. Right. That solves everything. It's like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year saved instantly. Yeah, and it's just big corporate, you know. It's 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 crazy. Um, yeah, there's lots of room for growth, but, like, if you can't, like, break through it at X amount of time, like, you know, it's it's pretty cutthroat at times. And if especially if the business is suffering, you know, just you're... You're gonna have the people that are there that are that can do more that have that are more experienced. They're just gonna end up like, you know, having those other processors like work a little bit longer. Yeah, and it. it just they'll just get rid of, and they'll just offshore you. Yeah. Like no problem. They can go train somebody in India for for like two dollars an hour. Yeah. Why do they keep me around for? They gotta pay me forty five. Yeah, and I get full insurance. I am in an office building. I have an amazing laptop. I have yeah. paid time off. You know what I mean? Like. It's hard just the way the the system works right now. For sure. Um, so what is uh, what's your brother in law doing now, or what? He, what were you telling him to? I mean, he's just not happy. He yeah. doesn't have a lot of freedom. Um, and there, you know what? Like we were playing Mario Kart and hanging out, and I was asking him him about this like side. Well, I assume is like a side thing he's doing other than his job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you're doing the same thing you did last time, which he just did like the graphic design. You know, it's Jake. He does our thumbnails for us. Yeah. And he's the full-on, you know, art director right now. Wait, what? On the side? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know what art director means. And it's just, uh, I mean, I was so, it means running the business, essentially, for this designer. He's the designer's right-hand person. And um, I had no clue, you know. And I felt bad. It's funny how you know somebody so well. Yeah. And you don't at the same time. Like, I had no clue what he was doing. 
Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Right. And and also, I feel like, I mean, it's no knock to Jake because he can share whatever he wants, but I feel like that would be something that you and they, that you and him would talk about. Yeah, he doesn't like to, you know, he doesn't share very much. The, you know, that clan likes to shell in. You got to kind of excavate you, you, some you, information. Yeah, you do. Gotta, you got to poke and prod a little bit. You got to <laughs> crack in there a little bit. And um, he's like, we just kind of started laughing. He's like, I guess I haven't shared very much. And I'm like, yeah, I had no clue, dude. And it... It's so funny to hear art director. He's essentially just like running a business. He's like handling contracts. He's like let go of people. Really? Help this designer like make decisions. And it's just cool to hear from. It makes me excited because like you can do that and fail. Like rather do that and fail and learn and grow and do something new than like doing something safe you didn't want to do and failing because like you're both failing. Yeah. I would rather take a risk and do something. That's why every month I'm trying to get this and you too try and get this podcast to a place of growth. Right. Because we want to be self-sufficient, you know, mm-hmm. and every month it's adding something new that we haven't done before. Like last month there's a heavy push on social, mm-hmm. which, you know, we'll see the benefits of. And then this month is going to be heavy on getting a website built. And mm-hmm. it's just cool. I don't know. Just working on your own and doing stuff like that. You're very, uh, you're very goal centric right now. Yeah, and I'm also short-term goals. Yeah. I can't do long-term goals. I, I'm the same way. And it's like, it, it's a decision that I, th- I think only benefits you. And then there's some like thing where, um, even if it's just like stretching, if you like say that you're going to stretch or work out, then like go do it within like the first five minutes of you being able to do so or else you'll put it off and you'll do it half-assed later. Yeah, it's um, like it's like that decision where it's like it's all short term and it's like I just need to do it now and this is what I'm going to do it and then just kind of go be about it because the long term stuff, it's so hard to keep track of. You're like, how am I gauging this very well? Like, it's just like hard. You end up pushing it off till later and you feel it. I don't know. For me, it's like I don't see instant success on something and checking something off the list immediately. I find issue with completing the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, there there is a little um, chaos going on in the U.S. Open. <laughs> this is our first time we're trying out a little uh, little U.S. Open tennis here in the background, and watching something on the pod. Versus, I'm, I'm helping my buddy can fix the Zverev. last name. I'll jump to, in there. We're gonna have to figure something out. I bet you someone's yelling while he's serving. I think so. The crowd's getting a little rowdy. Yeah, they're getting a little heated. But anywho, I I'm better at short term goals. Short-term goals is great. And yeah, it's it's the small things like a couple times a week, I got to do this. And like, boom, you can check that off the list. Yeah, and it just it brings momentum for me for the overall goal, which I know in my head is. But, you know, just doing the... It's easier that way, I think. It's easier that way. Because then once you... Sometimes you don't see all of the small like steps in the right direction that you're like actually going towards. Yeah. Like it's hard to see like the big picture of like what you're trying to do. So just doing, just say what you're going to do and then going to do it for that week or month, you know, you're going in the right direction. Yeah. And, um, it's just cool to set goals and get them done and be excited to keep sure. growing. It's the only way I'm going to find growth. It's like the only thing that's worked for me so far Yeah, is these monthly like checkoff lists. But it was just um, my pops now doesn't have to worry about goals or setting it. He's to ride off in the sunset. He can just here. cruise. I love that for him. Yeah. And then you went and did a little Catalina trip. I'm excited to hear. 
how it went because I, you know, I haven't been to Cali. Maybe I went with as a kid, but not as an adult. It's pretty fun. I will have to say, um, you know, we went and we took a boat ferry out of Newport. Yep. So you could do a, there's a few options. I think the one down in Dana and Long Beach are the same. And I think they go there faster. I think because it's like a different company. The one right. in Newport takes a little bit longer. It's like an hour and 30 or hour and whatever, Why'd 15. The route? Well, the tickets were all sold out, dude, like a month beforehand. It's crazy. Like how many people want to go over there in the summer. Really? Boat full. Yeah. Yeah. I had to buy these tickets a month ago and like waited like one day too long. And like the weekend was gone when we originally wanted to go. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell just happened? Like there was 13 seats on this ferry. So anyways. Why is everything just so crowded? It's now? so crowded. So it's, it's nuts. Um, it, but it's like the perfect little day trip. Like we went down there, parked our car and we had to be there at the ferry, like at 7 a.m. Which, you know, a little early on a Saturday, but still, if you're going to go for the day, you know, and then you're going there on um, just like a Saturday. And then we took the ferry back at 430. And so that was like a perfect time because we got there at 845. We sat down, we had brunch, and then we were out of there at 930. And we had 930 until four to essentially just do whatever we wanted. Super cute little town. Highly recommend taking a golf cart. I saw that. That looked pretty fun. That was a blast. Yeah, these things where we were zipping around. We were taking shots on this thing. We were getting after a little bit. And we were driving around and they like take you on this like perfect loop around like the whole like city part of the island, not like the whole island itself. Because right. there's other things you can do. You can go camp. You can go like go on hikes. Because like there's lots of there's lots of like open area um at Catalina. Um, very, very small yeah. town, very quaint. It's, it's definitely not a place you're going to go and like, you know, go out anywhere. There's like hardly any bars. There's like, you know, anywhere in the realm of like 20 ish restaurants, couple coffee shops, boutique stores. And that's kind of it. Like there's a mini golf course. There's a botanical garden, which we didn't really do because everything costs money over there. Everything's a little bit more expensive because you're on an Island. Right. And, uh, but I will have to say the golf cart was a blast and we're just flying around all over the place. And then, uh, then we just hit up like a couple like breweries, a couple restaurants. And then by like three o'clock, I was like, dude, we need to get out of here. Like this is where we, we've done everything. So going for the day is, is perfect unless you're going to go play golf because they do have a little golf course over there yeah, it's too. Yeah, par three course. Yeah, it looks sick actually. Yeah, it, it looked, I think I saw someone play it recently and it looked pretty good, but I'm like, yeah, I got to bring my clubs, but whatever. You got to try it out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if you're going to go and stay for a night or uh, you, there's no way you can stay for two nights. There's just no way. Unless you go to like the only other place they would do, which I which we wanted to, was go to the Descanso Beach Club. And that's your, you know, there's like a little part of like a beach essentially that you can go like and hang out. They have cabanas and lounge chairs, but that was all booked up too. Classic. It's like, and they book like a month and a half out in advance. I'm like, dude, for like two lawn chairs, I can't just like go and hang out. Because the island slammed. That's why yeah. it's also insanely expensive to stay there. And it used to not be the case because I used to like look and be like, oh, maybe we go stay at Catalina for the weekend or whatever and just go stay like a night somewhere. Dude, it's like a two star hotel is like $450 a night. And you're like, why? We're like, what is going on? Like, that's right. insane. So you uh, go there and leave the same day. Yeah. Which I get. Not a big deal. Did you do like any, like what was your favorite like 
food item you had out there? Mm, we just kind of really had like brunch and like a snack. That was that was kind of it. Like no food was. Eh. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah, yeah. not great. There, like I don't know. Like places that are expensive and crazy don't have to be very good. And I was thinking they should just have one really good restaurant there. And maybe maybe there is one, and I just we didn't go to it or didn't find it. Um, but yeah, it's just like one of those things that if someone opened up the very like new American, very trendy restaurant, I feel like they would be so successful because everyone would go to it and put everyone out of business. We did pass on this breakfast spot that looks pretty good. Um, and it's right off, right off the ferry. I don't know if it was because it was right off the ferry or if it was actually good. So, um, little update here on this uh, whole U.S. Open thing. This yeah, fan this is getting, getting this, kicked this out. Fan is getting straight. Booted. I don't think we can do this ever again. It's fun while it lasted because I'm just way too distracted at times. Yeah, and my ADD is just firing over here. Well, you got you got ten security guards chasing after this dude. And right, confronting you're like, him. what is going on? You're right. The food and everything over there is just eh. It's eh. eh. It's eh. And, and why like, why can't they just do food well? I don't know, like Hawaii, there's like areas of the foods and eh, too, mm-hmm. from what I remember. Well, the, uh, Hawaii is, okay, let's get this. Hawaii is way bigger. Right. Way bigger. Right. But still, I mean, like, even like why, like in Tustin, you can walk down the street and you get better food, like in like huge sections of these like small little towns. Yeah. Because they don't have to do, I hate when they don't, the restaurant doesn't have to do it well, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you know, like. There's not a ton of competition. In Vail, I felt like they were like a job at yes. the opposite. We're like, this is, could be very boutique All the food out here could be so expensive and so bad. And everywhere we went, the food was like pretty good. Yeah. So I thought it was, knew, I thought overall food was great. Like the coffee shop alone was so fire. Yeah. Got a little, whatever, a little sandwich, a little, a little coffee feeling like you're on cloud nine because you're floating out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's man. a good point. Actually. I didn't even really think of it like that. I was very surprised with Vale. I was um, not blown away with the food with uh, Catalina, but you know you're not really going there for a food. It's a be- it's a gorgeous little town. I will have to say that it does feel like you are like kind of like somewhere in Italy or like in Greece, kind of like in a little weird way. You're like a very quaint town. Um, you know, beautiful like boats in the harbor and like beautiful hills and very green over there. Um, so it was great. I will have to say, though, the ferry ride on the way back home was tough. Yeah, the ferry ride on the on the way home oh was my, way too long. Oh, my God. An hour and a half to get back home. And you're like, you know, it, it does depend how calm the ocean is. But you're on the ocean. You're in the open water. Yeah. You are bobbing up and down the whole time. It's so swaying back and forth. I had thank God I had some drama mean. Oh, you took some. Oh, I would have just yeah, I would have been locked in the one in the bathroom or two, just upstairs on the top deck, just puking off the side of the ship if I didn't have I, that. I get so sick. I like comatose myself in Dramamine. No, you need to. When Dog, if you're going I, there, you have to. After our like uh honeymoon, we I was we went on whale watching. We've always wanted to do it yeah, with each yeah, other. Yeah. And I swear to God, I had like the patches behind the ear. <laughs> two full Dramamine. Like one and a half or whatever. Yeah. And um, like we had these old couple, the two old couples walk up to us. And we, you know, we're newly married or whatever. And we're sitting there and we like, I put the patch on her. I put two patches on. And um, 
They're like, oh, you know, I've seen those. Do these actually work? And we're like, you know what? They, I, they worked for me in the past. I don't know if they actually work or not, but, but I'm, gonna, I'm not willing to take a chance. Right. You can't be ruining your whole day out there. She's like, you really get that seasick? And I'm like, oh, I'm awful. If I step on a, like a dinghy for too long, I'm like on the dock, I'm sick. Right. We also do. To be fair, you got your whole ear equilibrium thing as well, and that does not help either. No, I get. I saw. We saw the whales, and I felt like I was like on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, they're, they're freaking out. These like people are freaking out. Yeah, because didn't you see like not one, but like a whole family and like. Yeah, so we saw killer whales. Yeah, that's so. Which cool. is like they never see them in this area. It's super rare. Like doesn't happen. We saw a pod of them so like a family came in then they were hunting which you hardly see whoa they're hunting one seal and he was bobbing underneath the boat and using the boat as like cover and the guy even warns them like hey this is like children are like you know maybe don't want to watch because they're like there's pups in the whale family and this mm -hmm. is very much training right now the wow. their behaviors are showing yeah. they are going to kill a seal so like you don't want to teach about the world of life right now, like, right? Sure, you got like you know, you got a four year old. Maybe, yeah. maybe not that time yet. Maybe not that time because <laughs> you know he's loving the seal, and the seal looks very distressed. And this poor seal, you know, and then oh, Matt, no. I'm like, please, I don't know what the seal's gonna do, but it's gonna like jack Masson up if the seal dies. Um, <laughs> so I'm praying, and a full pod, another pod comes, a whole other killer whale family comes. You guys are hitting the jackpot when and you're going whale watching. To lose it, these people. <laughs> I mean, they're basically crying. These announcers, and they recognize one of the pods females is related to the other pods female. So it's like a family reunion, and they had pups in their family, and now all these pups are hunting the same seal. But somehow during the exchange, I think the seal snuck away. Gotcha. No one knew where the seal was at. And, you know, someone asked like, hey, where's the seal? And he's like, we would have seen a lot of blood. Right. If the, they killed it, unless it's underneath us. But maybe the seal got away. I don't know. That's crazy how you guys saw all that. I didn't, I, I didn't realize. I thought you saw a family but not two pods coming two together. Two full families coming together. And we were we were on ice. We didn't see anything for a while. And they thought we were going to get skunk. And then we, they got like word from somebody. There's whales on the other side. They hit it. And uh, we ran up and finally saw like the crazy. But I'm like on heroin. Right. I could hardly enjoy it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, woohoo. We had these huge plans for dinner later that night. We got back and we're like, we're not doing anything. Right. Napping and laying down. That's yeah. crazy because you can go whale watching and not see anything. And then, yeah, I don't know if you get your money back. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think unless they sufficiently think they didn't see anything. Like they'll try to hype something up. They're like, oh, that's a rare seal. And then you got to go, okay, well, you didn't see whales, but you saw a seal. Wait, really? Yeah. I thought it was no refunds no matter what. I think if like they, if you see something, you get a refund. But who knows? Maybe mm. not. Refunds. Gotcha. Maybe you get uh, a voucher. That's probably what they Oh, like a, like a redo you or something. Okay. Um, so, yeah, open ocean, dude. It's it's brutal. Real bumpy. Yeah, I, I went down to um, uh, Mexico, actually. This was a few years back. And we were going out on a boat, and I didn't buy Dramamine. I get super seasick. I must have thrown up no less than eight times in two hours. 
It's like you just wish you died. You wish you would fall off the boat and die. It was every 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was like I would feel great for the five minutes after I threw up. And then the next 10 minutes leading up to me throwing up again, I felt awful. I and then I would throw up. Yeah, it, it's it's terrible. I feel awful the whole time. One of, it's that's one of the worst things about uh, the open ocean, that's for sure. So you got to like comatose yourself in Dramamine. Put the patches on. Just don't get the drowsy. Just don't get the drowsy, and you'll be you're gonna be good. For sure. That's the only downside of you have to get the drowsy one because the drowsy one, like the non drowsy, I don't think works. Oh really? Yeah, as well. So I think I think I took one non-drowsy. And I took a half of a drowsy. That makes sense. That the, makes sense. No, the, no, no the, non-drowsy does work. I think the, we did the drowsy stuff fucks you up. I think though. we I think we non-drowsy. I okay, think right. You have to because it's yeah. like that's what I. If I want to sleep on a plane, I'm taking Dramamine drowsy, and I'm out for six you hours. Take two of those things, you're gone. Yeah, See ya. <laughs> I wake up delirious though. Yeah, I do too. I'm in another planet. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um. So that's by far the worst thing. And, you know, we've been drink Like, we took, we had a drink when we got over there, like, on our way to Catalina. We had a drink at breakfast. Yeah. You guys we, are had, going for it. we had beers after the, um, after the golf cart little excursion. We're, like, taking shots out of a water bottle. I don't know how many drinks we must have had. 10, 12. I don't know. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. And then, like, you're getting back on the boat. Yeah, you know, it just and you're like miserable, and me. you're like, oh my god, I did not have the foresight about this. <laughs> you know, like I really, I did, I did not, because we're trying. You, you're over there for a day. You're over there for six, seven hours. You're trying to like maximize your fun and going around and having drinks and doing this and that. Yeah, and you just totally get blindsided about the fact that you need to go and sit in a ferry with. A, you know, a bunch of people very close to you, which I will have to say that the seat's very comfortable. That's good. They're very comfortable. So that saved me. Then, you know, we just, we closed our eyes and we just fell asleep because we're like, we just need to just teleport there. We were able to fall asleep for like 40 minutes, but it's a long ferry ride, dude. Yeah, when you wake up and you're still going. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. But like we woke up and then we like, you know, took a peek out the front and we're like, oh my God, we can see land. Yes. Like, right. like 10 more minutes. Super hype. Yeah. Um, but other than the fair ride back, super fun. Um, a lot of the activities we like didn't really want to go do. Well, one, because like Katie's like TMI, but I guess like just too much. She's got like, um, it would mess up her hair if she would like go in the ocean. She can't go in the ocean. Yeah, she's got the girlfriend going on. Yeah, exactly. And so like, um, and it would just like it, because of like uh, her extensions and just like right. dyes it or does something weird with it. So she can't do anything like that. <laughs> keep it so up. I would love to go snorkeling. Like okay. snorkeling would be sick. Yeah. I would, I love doing that. I've done that like once in my life and I thought it was super fun, super cool. You only went snorkeling one time? Yeah. Yeah. Ever? Maybe twice. Hawaii, I'm sure. Yeah. It was in Hawaii. And it was pretty all time. It was old. It was dude, so much fun. But that would be something that would be very interesting to go and do. Um, but everything again is just so expensive, dude. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, snorkeling in the ocean, like on our coast, is a little different than Hawaii, though. Yeah, and it's also like sixty five degree water. Yeah, it's, it's a little. It's a little really chilly murky, out there. A little bit more scary. It is a little scarier. A little scarier. Yeah. I mean, that is open ocean, maybe. Yeah, I know. Like, it, they, you are one it with is, the ocean. It is nice um, because they have a similar, 
situation as to like Newport or these harbors where they do have like the jetty that goes out there. So for the most part, I'm pretty sure it's very, uh, it's very simple and like small fish, but like, I don't know how many, uh, shark seeings they have out there. I don't know. And I that's, mean, I'm sure they got a couple of those boys floating around out yeah, there. You never know. That's the craziest part about the ocean as well. I just I'm hate sure how something's looming. I'm sure you've been close to a shark before. Oh, yeah. Ocean and just never Plenty of times. You. Plenty of times. You know, have you ever felt like you get that cold chill in the water when you're by yourself in the ocean? Yes, dude. And you're like, this isn't good. Yeah. Like I guarantee you that's your sixth sense being like, there is something around you that will bite your leg off. Or it's just my imagination just running wild with it, dude. Oh it's either one of the God. two. It's either one of the two because I was, oh my God. It's taking me into a full panic right now. Dude, I went and this was during COVID and the only way for us to like do any sort of workout and like meet or do whatever um, was I would go over to Nick McRae's place yeah. over in the bay and we would do run paddle swim workouts and then like a couple weights. And so we'd like whatever run all the way down to the farthest lifeguard tower, run back, paddle out to the buoy, do like a lap, come back. And then we had to swim out to this buoy that was like a hundred yards out and swim back. And that swim, doing that swim three times, I almost shit my pants every you single time. Not to do it anymore. Or were you like just toughing through it? No, I was tough too. I just tough through it. The I, I guarantee you, I was the fastest I've ever swam my entire life. Oh, I bet you go in that buoy and back. You did it three times. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, thank God, that's over. Let me get right back to that death zone again. No, yeah, exactly. It's not like you're just doing it once. No. Honestly, full disclosure, I would like skip a rep every once in a while because it freaks me out, dude. I don't blame you. You're like, yep, that's three. How good Nick McCray at swimming? I mean, both McKay and Nick are both far superior Swimmers. with with the paddle and the swimming. Yeah. McKay was like all arms. Yeah, I know. McKay He's was, built like a fucking brick house, bro. <laughs> McKay was all arms, baby. <laughs> that man was strong up top. Oh, yeah. He was a beefy boy. He's got the, sh you know, he would like walk in with the boom box and shit on the shoulders. Looking good, though. Looking like he was not a struggle one bit. It can, no. That thing could just hang out like a bird up there. Yeah. No problem at all. And just like spit game yeah. like I've never seen before. <laughs> I mean, I was just a scared little boy. I couldn't talk to girls at all. <laughs> Still can't. Still have issues. Like over, te I, over text, though, you can really work some magic. Oh, no. What I do you mean, mean? I mean, no way. Like, my misspelling is banana. But I think I would try a bit harder, but I misspell everything. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I the, mean, the content, the content is there. Yeah, texting I was a, a <laughs> bit better with, thank God, but not much. Um, so since we are locked into this US, uh, little U.S. Open tennis match, yeah, let's get a little. Let's get a little update on this. I yeah, mean, you've been watching, right? I've been watching a good amount. I tennis is now my second favorite sport to watch. Really? It's really yeah. up there for you? Like yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. It always has been very... I've always loved watching all the majors. I'll always do it. Watch the Australian, watch the US, watch the Wimbledon, and watch the French. I haven't always. watched the Australian. When's that? Um, I think that one's like in March or April. It's the like it's like the earliest one, I believe. Um, I've been watching, watching a good amount, and... Dude, there's like a lot of like really good men's players out there, but the a lot one of US guys open still. Yeah. We've got five players in the five US players in the quarterfinals, I think. Fritz. 
on Tiafo? between the men's and the women's. Okay. And there's a new guy. I have, he's unranked and be a ranked U.S. player. Both of them, I didn't know who they were, but they played. Yeah, I match. forgot what his name was, but I checked him out for a little bit too. Yeah, mm-hmm. classic. Forgot his name. I mean, Alcaraz is looking like the truth. He looks ridiculous. That's where I was. That's where I was going with that statement. There's a lot of good men's players, but there's one guy that really does look like he is going to dominate tennis for the next ten to fifteen years if he can stay healthy. He's that guy. Which I think he can because now it's like proven his body hasn't given up. And um, just how quick, like how far the game's gotten off the back line. Like everyone plays so far off the back line. Now it's all running to the net now. It's so far off the back line, pushing back and charge the net. Mm-hmm. Seems to be what everyone's doing. Alcaraz is the best at that. He's he can so go from good the at- back line to like off the back line to like the very front of the net yeah. like instantly. Yeah. Like his ground, there. his like, you know, his ground game of just like, you know, hitting the tennis ball into spaces that are going to put more pressure on the opponent is significantly better than anyone else besides Djokovic, I would say. Like those two are like very hand in hand. Carlos is like the most athletic dude out there. He flies up to the net. He defends super well. He's got a great drop shot. And he's got the lob shot too. I've yeah. like never seen him hit a lob shot long. It's like always like a foot away from the end line and just cooks everyone. And he can hit between the legs. He's got the flair. He's got enough power. The serve is good enough. Like it's just, it's funny because you never thought like tennis has, it feels like there's always a dominant figure since I can remember. For golf sure. Hasn't, I don't know when golf is ever going to get that again. I think golf does and doesn't need it again. Mm-hmm. Like we're in a really great spot where everyone is really, really talented and there's a lot of people. But I am missing a little bit of the, like, the overall green, this is our guy. Because you can't say it's, you know, Victor Hovland because he wasn't like that all year. Yeah. And you can't say it's Scotty because he's kind of can't putt right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not Brooks. It's not this. Like, you know, there's not a guy who is number one like it is in F1 right now. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's Max Verstappen's on a 10, win, 10 race. Win yeah, streak. he just won 10 in a row. And then the franchise or the club, I guess, or like the company, Red Bull have won 15 races in a row. That's crazy. Like, you never think there'd be another Lewis Hamilton. It's like this guy's starting to cook. Yeah, he's like already got like fourth or fifth most wins of all time. He's 25 years old or 26 years old. Like, and it's crazy how fast that turnaround was. Like, Lewis Hamilton's still in the game. It doesn't have a good enough car right now. Yeah. From what I'm understanding, because my, you know, Jake's super into it. Yeah, and Mercedes is kind of trash right now. But it's crazy that if you get a good car and a guy who can drive the car, like, F1 can be so dominant. Like, mm-hmm. crazy. And tennis has that right now, too. And feels like golf doesn't. And I don't know if it's adding or taking away from it. I do like some of that dominance factor. As long as the guy that's dominating is enjoyable and he's a good personality and he plays the game in a certain way, which to your point, Carlos is looking like the truth. He is that guy right now, bro. It's crazy. Very hard to beat right now. And also is a nice guy, understands what he's doing. I mean, this tennis match is all time right now. It really is. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing where his career keeps moving to. Mm-hmm. Um, we also just touched on golf. I don't know exactly who's picked for the Ryder Cup, but I'm going to have you bring that up on your phone. We'll go yeah. through that. Um, I do know one person was snubbed from the list who I didn't love, which is Keegan Bradley over Justin Thomas. Um, 
Yeah. And like, you know, you made a good point where like, you know, Ricky Fowler and uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are all like really good friends, but Keegan Bradley for sure deserved to be on the Ryder Cup team this year. You know? Yeah. And it's um interesting to think about um, USA is trying to build a team, which is new for USA. Normally they just throw the best golfers together and they just go hit it and they, that's how it is. The U.S. team kind of, since the, you know, the previous squad was very close. It seemed like they had very good pockets of people who wanted to play for each other. And they're trying to recreate this with this team, even though they have new, different players. It's, um, I don't know what the argument is. I really feel like in life, it's who you know. <laughs> and, and it's starting to ring true in all aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel bad for Keegan Bradley, but at the same time, it's just like, is who you know sometimes. And Justin Thomas knows all of those people. He's been on the Ryder Cup before. Great record, great previous history, bad year. Turned up well at the last tournament. Could have made it. Barely missed the cut for making the FedEx Cup, which right. would have probably pushed him through to the team. Yeah, because he was uh, like 70th on that list for the FedEx Cup. Right. So you would have to grind a bit. Do you have the list up ready to go for us? I do. You want me to read it? You want me to read it off? Doing the USA team here. The the qualified six. So for those that maybe don't know, the team's made up of 12 players. There's six that are guaranteed in. And those are the ones that have, you know, the highest ranking in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Top six. Top six. So those six are Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Canley, Max Homa, and Xander Shoffley. Great. No arguments there. No, it's just so weird to hear the two names, Wyndham Clark and um, Brian Harmon. Just, you know, I, you watch way more golf than I do, and you know that recognize those names. They were at the top way more often than not, um, for sure, by their standings. It's just weird that they are, you know. Yeah, I know, because there's, there's a lot of good golfers out there, to your point, that we didn't really see a lot of this year. But we are kind of seeing them now, like in the captain's picks. You yeah. Know? Um, so Sam Burns, I think, is a great player. Um, yeah. It can it can definitely it can definitely vibe out with the team as For far sure. as him going into the um, you know creating the team atmosphere. Ricky Fowler is another one, and I think he played great he golf. It. And he was actually, I think, like you know eighth or ninth in the FedEx Cup rankings or something like that on last year on the last squad's yeah. team as well. He deserves that. For sure. Brooks Kepka Deserves it. He's a good golfer. Man, I don't care what anyone says. He just shows up for big golf. I mean, I don't love the guy, but it's proven again by winning the... He won the Masters, right? No. No. Uh, that was uh, that was He wrong. won the U.S. Open? He won something. PGA Championship, I thought. Can you be a part of the PGA Championship? It's a major. Yeah, right? I don't know. Or the European or Open? The, the Open? Did he, did he win the Open? I don't know. I can't believe we're blowing this. But he did win a major this year. So it's, he it, he got it. It had to have been the Open. Got second, got second in the Masters. Yeah. It had to be the Open. And, like, he just shows up for big-time big, big time golf events. And so, like, yeah, maybe he doesn't bring the best personality, like, but he brings his game. Yeah, he and brings, like, brings you know, his game. The guys, there's some guys out there who definitely enjoy him. So He's a good guy to have. I feel like he's a good match play player he just hits the ball really well doesn't mess up a lot and like the putter can get hot for him colin morikawa yep jordan spieth yep and jt 
that's the one I, the one I have issue with. And that's the only one. But I like, I mean, I'm not going to be mad. I love JT. Love that he's had some great moments on team play with Tiger Woods. And um, I love, you know, what, what do you say again? I love me some me. I love me some me. Yeah. Yep. Which is an all-time quote with Tiger. I mean, one of the best, like, sports clips of all time. Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods are, like, best friends. Um, almost like his mentor in many aspects. Yeah, for sure. He hits a game-winning putt on the President's Cup and screams at Tiger. I love me some me. And they both <laughs> say it back to each other. I mean, that's, you don't, you write, you can write, close the book on golf. You've yeah. done it. The, the, I will have to say, overall, the golf uh, season has been a little bit, a little weak. Not very like, enjoyable. Yeah, a little weak this year. Um, and it was a lot, of, a lot of it because it was just not as competitive. Like there were, when people are winning, they're winning by five strokes. And that happened more times than in people winning in playoffs and by one strokes. And then the playoff would go one hole. And it just felt like it didn't matter. And all the, all the outside noise, I think, kind of drowned out a lot of the golf. Um, yeah, I think and I'm so. really hoping that next year, I understand we're going to be through a change of this, but I think golf fans and people alike are just done with this. Like, figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I get it. We don't want the money. It's happened. It's awful. I didn't want it. But at this point, like, I'm just tired of hearing about it. Yeah. Like, I'm with you. You know, you guys are all, the majority of you are all rich and don't have to worry about money again. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's because now you're a playing pro and you can go teach lessons anywhere you want and make hundreds of thousands of dollars or you're on the upper echelons and you're, you know, just cashing big checks. Yeah. And, um, um, I, yeah, I agree. Let's, let's put it behind us. Do you and also European it's, it, and well? also it's fun. Yeah. I got, I have that pulled up as well. Right. Um, and I think it's just really fun to get a team play event and then going against like these guys taking it so seriously. And they're like, they know, like, I don't know how much money or if it at all, if they get any money or like, I don't what think the it's much. What, what the deal is, but it's more of a pride thing for these and guys. They enjoy and it's, it. Yeah, and they get all in for this. This is big. You know? Um, I'm really excited for it this year. I'm really excited to get, get it going. And yeah, I was looking through um, the European team. And they look scary. They look good. I remember. They look good. Yeah, are you ready? Roy McIlroy. I mean, yeah. John Rahm. Yeah. Vic Victor Hovland. No, wait. I always thought this was... So it's Europe, correct? Mm -hmm. So it's not the rest of the world. The rest of the world's the President's Cup. Europe is the Ryder Cup. Yes, exactly. Okay. So John Rahm, Victor okay. Hovland, uh, Terrell Hatton. Oh, I mean, that four you listed right there. I mean, it's... I, it's it, the top four in our team can lose to those guys any given day. Oh, yeah. Those guys are That's great. It's not... Robert McIntyre, which, you know, is not that big of a PGA player. He doesn't come around very often. He's, he plays a lot on the DP World Tour. He plays a lot um, just in over in Europe. Good player because he's like, a, he is, plays really well at Lynx Golf, which is kind of what we're playing now. It's well, in no, it's 100%. It's in Italy and Rome. Um, I actually, we actually need to watch a course breakdown. Yeah, I'm down. I'm sure that's going to be on there somewhere. Yep. I'm, um, I'm down to do that. and uh, But he's really good. He almost won the um, Scottish Open this year. That's a big event. And like big, he huge order. Yeah, he almost won it like at his home club. So he's a lefty, good player. 
He's got a little like chip on his shoulder as well. So that's a name maybe people don't know, but I that could be a little scary in, in, like in match play. You well, know, when you catch the right body, right time in Europe. Yeah, crowds behind him. Yeah, for be sure. Fit, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy yeah. Fleetwood, great, great. Sepp Straka, Justin Thomas, Shane Lowry, um, Justin Thomas. Oh, sorry, Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Justin Rose. My bad. Thanks for checking me on that. And then we got Shane Lowry, great Ludwig Aberg. Now that's which the is, dark horse right there, which is awesome. Which is I all way more into this. Would now. you, if you took Justin Thomas or Ludwig Aberg versus one on one in a match play, who are you taking? I'm taking Ludwig right Me now. Too. Yeah, and my betting odds are going to go crazy if I'm betting that thing. Mm-hmm. If Ludwig's playing against a good, like, I mean. His game is rock solid. He just, I really do think he's gonna be awesome. And he a just, year or so. he, dude, he just won um, a European event and it was like, what is his first win as as a professional? I think it was like his fourth or fifth start, and that's how he qualified because he won that tournament. Dude's in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah in Rome. Yeah, that's so cool. And then all the. I don't want to say we didn't call it. We watched the video. Other people called it. They were smarter than us, but we said it here first. We did. You heard it here first, too. We got we got witnesses. Right. We watch videos. Sure, other people know he's good, but they don't know. How, we know how good he is. This guy is this guy is legit. You know, 22, fresh out of college, got the PGA card because he was the top-ranked amateur, and the dude is a baller. He's here to play. He's here to stay. I love that. Ooh, nice. Nice um, here to play, here to stay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And then one other dude, Nick. Nikolai Hogard. I haven't heard of him. I don't know that guy. That's the only that's the only guy I don't know. Well, they can also sit and bench players and they can play and not play. So he'll probably right. do certain things. He might play two matches or three right. matches, four it matches. Just I don't depends. know. Yeah, exactly. But, but the top the top ranking teams there are pretty insane. Or the top ranking players there are pretty there's insane. There's like eight dudes that are really good. Yeah, I'm really that team. this is gonna be a close one this year. I don't know. Why last year was such a blow? I think it was the biggest margin of defeat. Yeah, it was not even close. Well, I think USA just out yardage them. I think we just picked the longest course and we put Bryson DeChambeau on the team and Brooks Kepka yeah. and like those guys were driving the ball way past them. Now like Rory might be the longest driver. Yeah, he did. He actually set the record for the longest average driving distance on the PGA Tour. So he's probably the longest driver. Mm-hmm. Rom hits the ball pretty far. Yeah. Taylor Hatton doesn't isn't short either. Yeah, Ludwig crushes it. He nukes the ball. Yeah, it looks he, like the dude's barely even swinging. He hums around at one eighty two easily. Know, he's be able to move the ball, fight super easily, mm-hmm. and he's never going to lose a golf ball. It's going to be nerve wracking. USA is going to have to show up. These like Wyndham Clark's are going to be huge, which I don't I don't know how they're going to do in the pressure the pressure cooker. That I is. think he I think he's going to shine. You if you so? if you want an honest opinion here, he I think he might play really well because dude, he won the you know, he won the US Open. That's true. It's a true test of golf. A little windy, was like kind of a linksy-ish hybrid style course. I guess you're right. Like, and he played really well. Um, and he was executing under pressure, you know, during down the stretch. At the US a good, Open. That's a good point. So I think if his golf game is in the right spot, I think that he's going to do pretty well this year for us. And I'm excited to see it. Who do you um, think that, is that going to be your dark horse, like a quote unquote, for the tournament for uh, the USA? Or who would you um, say? Yeah. Yeah. I think we got to we gotta just look out for Victor Hovland right now, too. I mean, Victor Hovland versus Scotty Scheffler is going to be 
freaking awesome. Yeah, that's going to be unbelievable. Suit to watch because that's going to happen. Rom. You know, give me it's give me Wyndham Clark or Brian Harmon for the dark horse on our USA team. Who do you think has to perform? Like has to perform for us. Scotty's got to be our guy. I think you got to get two points if they play on average three times. That's kind of pretty consistent, right? For the most part, I some guys so. play. Some guys play four. Some yeah. guys play two, but an average is usually around three, right? I think so. Okay. I believe you got to get two points from Scotty. So two wins. So yeah. You got to get two six wins. Points or. Or is it two points and they have halves? No, it's um, half point for a tie um, and a point for a win. Okay. So, yeah, he needs two points. We need, yeah, we need two wins from Scotty. We can, he can lose the other one or he can draw or whatever, but it's got to get two points. And I think you got to have two points from Patrick Canley. And I think you got to have like a point and a half for Max and got to have like a point and a half or two points for Xander. I think Max is going to be a huge factor for us. I think so too. Um, what's going on because Max can play really well with his wedges, and if he's not hot, he's definitely not hot. He has a, he, I don't know if his game really can sacrifice. Like, if Sky's game is like it's very clear his pair doesn't work, he still can play the top dogs, right? If Max doesn't have the control of the ball he normally does, he does not have it, right? So, he's got to come and start firing, mm-hmm. which I believe Max can do. It's just you know, and tough if test. And if we're gonna have. Colin Morikawa, and if we're gonna have Justin or and um, Jordan Spieth on the team, yeah, those two guys, I mean, their ball striking needs to have they they need to have their game. They because, play together on the same team, okay, for best balls, and I think they do pretty well. Okay, that's good. Like I think Justin's gonna be able to like, get his mojo back with the with his boys. You know, it's just that level of fun you get. I mean, we don't have that yet. We're getting better, though. We are. We are getting better in our two-man game. It's, yeah. it's getting stronger, for Even sure. Even we just got clapped by Chris and uh, Cam. Oh, I mean, they're just two better golfers than Way us. better golfers. I won't ever let them talk me out of a handicap ever again. I let it happen. I said, sure, you guys get two holes. Right. So instead of us taking whatever, you, me getting four shots and you getting eight, right, or something like that, seven, right. like we're just like, you know what, let's just give you guys a two-hole head start. And like that, that lead was de- wiped out by the third hole. Yeah, third or fourth, fourth hole. I think four through through four that we were already tied, and we lost the first one because Cam banged into birdie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. And then we lost uh, lost the third because lost, I I missed uh, a I missed a little two and a half footer. You know, but your boy could have helped you out there. Um, yeah. It's, and we got it back, though, only because I drained, like, a 30-foot birdie putt on the next. Which was, we were hyped for the boys there. For sure. I mean, you know, I was playing a bit better. My game has not been tight at all. Um, I'm blaming on the wedges. I'm ready for some new ones. Um, it's decided, isn't it? It's done. You're doing it. Because I went and picked, went to Roger Dunn to go pick up, like, supplies for the party. Yeah, and you had to go, you had to go the, stop. I had to see the, you know, mill grind uh, fours and pick them up, and they look great. They feel great. I didn't get to hit them, unfortunately, because the bays were all full. Yeah. But it felt way better. A lot more weight on the head. It was a very big face, a little bit more shaped up. The, the clubs, from what I'm understanding, rip, and I can't wait for it to get a little rusty on that face for me. Yeah, I know. That that's that totally fits your vibe on the course as well. That's a you thing. 
I can see that working for your game really well. I it's mean, it's gonna yeah. bring a little extra swag factor. I love to, a the, little, to the bag. I, my, I told someone like, "Oh, I want the rusted face," and like you do, and, and I'm I, like, "Yeah, it just fits me." And I think it's it like also quirky. it yeah, and also just coin. It's unique. It's a little different, and also coincides with the Bettinardi. Right. It's got a little like rosish gold kind of thing going on. Then you like the wedges are kind of like a reddish orangey like rusted face on there. Yeah, it's original. It. it looks original. You yeah, know, your boy I think, likes to be a little. I like to be subtly original. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you wanted to talk a little bit about the Walker Cup here. I didn't get to watch it, which is the amateur version of the Ryder Cup, dude. So that's what I was actually looking up right now, just so I can get a little Real bit quick. more of like you know how we did, how we finished, how like where we started, blah blah right. blah. You get a little information. I do think the USA will pull it out. I oh, it's done. I, the Walker Cup. Right. I'm talking about the uh, Ryder Cup real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Going back. Um, I was going to let you look it up. But I do think the USA is going to pull it out. Um, a lot of extenuating factors for that. It's going to have to happen. But, I mean, we got we got better players. Not by much, but there, we have a more, we have some, we have on, a list. On paper. On paper, we do. On paper. And it's going to be fun to see a close Ryder Cup because the last one was a little bit boring. Yeah, it was a smash. It was, it was a, a smashing. absolute smash. It, it was a beat down. Yeah, it was not even close. Mm. Um, so back to the Walker Cup. Dude, I, for one, shame on me. I didn't know what the Walker Cup was. Yeah, I thought it was the girls' Ryder Cup. It's definitely Bro, not it's the men's amateur, um, like, collegiate, basically. Super you know? cool. It's 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 guys that are not getting paid to play golf. So it's mostly 95% collegiate, okay? And you have to be like hand picked and it's a, it's literally it's the same format, it's the same alternate shot, it's the same best ball, it's the same singles match. They do exactly the same format. Like it just makes a lot of sense and they do it like a few weeks before that. This is like the hundredth year that the tournament nice. has been going on for. Europe um, two versus USA. And it was G B and I, so Great Britain and Ireland, actually. Okay. Versus US. Interesting. Which was really cool. But it's almost it like and even said as well, like the the Ryder Cup and I was doing a little bit of research on this. The Ryder Cup like implemented the same rules as the Walker Cup actually had, and so they kind of like stemmed like one off from one another, or maybe the Ryder Cup came before and the Walker came was like added just gotcha. after that, and they like adapted the same thing. But it's basically like, you know, it's it's to show rising stars or like really good players like in in each person's country and. Dude, and these guys are going berserk for this thing. You get college players playing at um, St. Andrews as well. Damn. It was at St. Andrews. Very cool. And it's the same formatting. And these guys are like matching uniforms and like they're getting hyped. They're fist pumping. They're chest bumping. Double fists like pumping where they're just like celebrating made putts. These dudes are draining like 20 footers. Like Ooh, it's, it, it is popping off and it was uh, it's ju it was just as entertaining as, as the Ryder Cup if not more because it actually it's a little bit more of a it was competitive USA was down like two or three points going into Sunday and we won like whatever 10 out of the 14 yeah I'll have to watch maybe watch some highlights yeah we can tonight. we can throw up some highlights because um, be it was really fun to watch and and do these guys the new wave of golfers that are coming through the ranks right now in college these guys can hit the ball. They can hit the ball. 
Yeah, it's, they you're going to watch the levels of the new golf game. Hopefully the next generation of players and they're even more elite and we get our next Tiger. Yeah. I mean, these guys are humming around, you know, 180 miles an hour ball speed on drivers. Damn. You know, like it's there. It's all a lot of it because of what Tiger did 20, 25 years ago was like, you know, bombing it down there. And then now all of like the launch monitors, all the technology, all the physio, all like the speed training, like it got highlighted. And now these guys are have have been doing it for five or six years now, you know, and like really training it and doing it in college. And they're really good at it. And they're just coming out and just hit just bombing the ball. Damn. Um, conditions were also very windy as well. So that was really fun to watch these guys play in. Like super and, windy? Like unplayable windy? No, no, not unplayable. 15. Okay. A consistent ever, 15 mile an hour. Gusts up to 20, 25. Do they ever stop the, the golf play for wind? They do, actually. If the golf ball is moving on the green, they will they will stop play. Okay, so that's the test. They, yeah. put, they put the golf ball down. If it gets blown down the, the green, they, they call it. But then they also won't cut the greens at the same time. If they know it's the weather report is going to be... 30 mile an hour winds on Sunday. Right. They won't cut the greens on Friday through Sunday. They'll just let them grow out. So the golf ball doesn't really have to, you know, move. Yeah, basically. So they're just basically cheating the system. Kind of, but you know, it's, it's allowing play to go on. It's not, it's not deemed unsafe to play in that, in that conditions. Now, if there's, right. if there's lightning storms, sure. They're not going to be able to do that, but I thought the Walker Cup was really fun, really cool. They had the best, very funny European commentators. Uh, I mean, it's like it was so well done. And I can't, and I also couldn't imagine being in college or being 19 or 20, 21 years old and going on like a main stage and like playing at St. Andrews. And I feel like that would be such a cool thing to be recognized by your country and going to go and compete in this thing so at, cool. su at such a young age. And so I was kind of putting myself a little bit in that frame of mind. Like, wow, these guys are one really good at golf Two could be our next rising stars. And you, uh, um, recognize that. Did you see any names that you really enjoyed? Yeah. Sergeant, you've seen him before. He won um, the low amateur at the U S open this year. Okay. And he was actually like competing. He was like three or four under, like going into the weekend. I, okay. be I believe that was our big shining star there. Yeah. He's our best player. He's oh, our, he's the number one ranked, he's the number one ranked player um, in the U.S. for an amateur. But, Damn. um, Anyways, well, we're going to throw in some highlights here because it was it was definitely fun to uh, to watch. I know I texted you like super last second. And I think it was last night. Yeah. Super last second. It was like 1030 at night after like me trying to figure out what was going on. There was like, I think, six of the matches that were still going. You know, I caught 45 to an hour of it. Right. It was really cool. And then once I knew that we were going to like win out, like I kind of I turned it off. Cool. Because there was only like three matches left. And at that point you're twiddling your thumbs. There's not a lot going on. There's lots of breaks. There's lots of commercials. I'm like, okay, let's move on here. Yeah, but move on with our lives here. I, yeah, I got to see about 45 to an hour of it. It was pretty cool. So, nice. Um, I mean, they, it's the same format, so it's going to happen again in two years. So I'm going to have to check it out then. And I also wonder if there's another uh, coinciding President's Cup that's an amateur version as well because that'll happen next year. Oh, I don't. I don't think so. But I, maybe that'd be cool. Yeah, to I see. Mean, 
They run, know, run, run back to back. I don't know how I didn't know about the Walker Cup, so maybe there is something out there. So I got to look into it. Awesome, buddy. Well, let's um, you know, I think we hit on all our topics again here. Uh, why don't we jump to our three worst in our honor of uh, drinking enough coffee to kill somebody recently? We're gonna do three worst coffee <laughs> chains. Wait, what? When did you do that? I mean, just <laughs> been drinking so much coffee, <laughs> just every morning, all the coffee. And then now I'm having like mid-afternoon cups sometimes. You're going back to me, dude. Yeah. That's wild. I, mean, I was a caffeine whore. Yeah, you really do love the caffeine. You know what? I, I, I need it so badly because when I don't, I'm just such a zombie and I hate it. Yeah. Maybe you just have sleep apnea or something. No, no I don't think so. You're just not getting the I, right sleep? Maybe. I don't know. But I... You know, I, I just limit myself to one coffee and then like a tea in the afternoon. And I'm good. There you go. I got to just go to tea because that's all I really need is that last little pick me up. Right. little 40. Uh, I'll start oh. here for us. Three worst coffee chains. We're going to run through this here. Um, I got Starbucks at three. Okay. Um, strictly like it because of the versatility and the how many locations. But if you're talking about coffee quality, not very great. Yeah. Number two, coffee bean. Um, I almost never go to coffee bean. Um, if I'm there, like the coffee's always okay and it's always pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, not my favorite. And then number one, I don't understand why anyone likes this place. I used to work on the East Coast. There's some on the West Coast now, and it's uh, Dunkin' Donuts for me. We got a very similar, similar, similar list here, buddy. Um, I left Starbucks off the list because yeah. of because of the versatility and the ordering. Yeah, I get you. The convenience factor alone sets it apart. But I am 100% agree with you. Um, Starbucks, this is so overrated. So, overrated. Number three, I do have Pete's on here. I know that might be a little bit of a tough take. It's tough for me, personally. Yeah, I, but I, I, I always go to Starbucks because it's, again, it's the versatility. I yeah, know, like, it's always available. And sometimes I'm not a really big, like, latte or, like, any of that sort of jive, you know, I'm like where I'm sprucing up my coffee because I, you know, again, I don't want to drink a whole ton of like almond milk. I don't love almond milk. Like I'm not getting an almond milk latte. Yeah. I don't like oat milk. So again, when I'm going to these places, this is me personally, I'm just getting like filter drip black coffee or I'm getting like cold brew. And Pete's coffee to me has a little bit of a, like a very like um, almost like a very burnt roasty taste that's, that's, that's a little too aggressive for my liking i like more of a medium or light roast gotcha um okay. so number two again it's coffee bean i don't think they bring anything to the table um it's kind of like a just middle of the road um like type starbucks type coffee right so that's where i'm putting it in my two it's like my least favorite of, between pete's and uh coffee bean and then right. one is dunkin donuts i mean what are we doing out there is that even really coffee? Like I this, mean, the this, places are normally shitholes. The coffee is dumped full of sugar and cream. Yeah. It's unreal how sugary it is and the food there, which I know we're not judging it on, also sucks. But at least everywhere else has something somewhat decent you can right. get food-wise if you need to get something down there. But, yeah, man, I'm glad we're in agreement on the uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I yeah. just don't get it. Not my it's, vibe. It's the same three. We got same the same three. three. I mean, that's pretty typical. Not many coffee chains out there. But anyways, hell of an episode, buddy. You got anything for the people? I got I got nothing. Let's wrap this sucker up. Yeah, we got some tennis to watch. Very evident on this video. We couldn't stop looking at the <laughs> Dude, screen. It's so captivating. We for can you. never do this again. No, for those of you that actually don't watch any tennis, do yourselves a favor. 
Burn on. Tune in for the last three matches of the men's bracket. It I mean, is it's just, intense. It's insane how fast the golf or the uh, the tennis ball moves. But Anyways, um, like, comment, subscribe. You guys know the drill. All that jazz because we're not going anywhere. We're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.